Hey everybody, it's Chris Aiken from Aftershocks reminding you that if you want to see the interviews, see the artists, and see Matt and I ramble on with the artists, subscribe to us on YouTube. Just go to the link bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash AftershocksPod1, the number one. So bit.ly slash AftershocksPod1. And you can subscribe and see all of our videos in this video cast. It's Coney Hatch right here on your classic metal show with the devil in her deck. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure exactly what that means. You know what it means. Yeah, she's got a demon or a snatch. That's right. Yeah. And it controls you like the devil. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Well, speaking of control, uh, you turned me on to a, um, documentary on, uh, HBO. Yes, sir. Called the vow. Wow. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it was, uh, there's like eight, uh, there's nine. Yeah. Nine episodes, right? Yep. Nine episodes. And it took me all week to watch it. I think you, you made me hip to it last Sunday, as a matter of fact, and I just finished up the last episode before the show Mm -hmm. and each episode is uh, almost an hour long. Right. So I watched that through the week. Boy, I'll tell you what we we've talked about, um, you know, cults and, and, uh, these people who rise to a point of having followers follow them like sheep and zombies. Mm-hmm. And, uh, this is a very recent, uh, thing that, that actually happened or, or basically was dismantled within the last, what last year. Well, Ranieri went, Ranieri got sentenced last week, right? You know, he finally got sentenced last week, but yeah, it just got dismantled in what? 2018, I think or 19 into the early part of 19, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, if you're not uh, familiar with what we're talking about, there was a, uh, what do you want to call it? An organization, mm-hmm. uh, based out of Albany, New York. Right. And it was headed out. It was headed up by, um, a guy by the name of Keith Ranieri. Right. And he had a sidekick. Uh, what was her name? Um, Oh, Susan something. Yeah. She, I forget she, her name. Yeah. She was kind of like a psychologist type woman. Yeah. She was creepy looking. Well, yeah, they're always creepy looking, mm-hmm. you know, she, she, she reminds me of, of that, uh, other cult guy, you know, that we watched a documentary of the guy who, uh, came from what was he from India? And oh he, yeah. Yeah. The, what was that guy? Yeah. And, and he bought all that land up in, yeah, uh, in like, Oregon or wherever yeah, up in Oregon or Montana or somewhere up there. Yeah. And, uh, his chick, uh, she was sort of the, you know, kind of the head of mm-hmm. things in a way. Right. What was her name? Cindy or something like that. Yeah. I can't, I can't remember what that show was called <laughs> to, to look it up or what the call it, it, it was something about the, the wild West or the something about the, what the hell was that the guy with the white long beard? Like the Maharishi or something. Yeah, it was something like that. But but this this was more recent to where uh this this organization um 
What, what was the name of that? What's the name of that organization? They had a weird spelling. Nexium. N N was it N X I V M? I think. Yeah, Nexium. X yeah, N X I V M, but Nexium Corporation. Yeah. And uh they basically were supposedly a um self-improvement organization for people who wanted to improve their lives and right you know do better with themselves and find happiness and all that kind of a thing and it you know it it was you know it wasn't unlike um scientology almost yeah you know kind of in that same vein Mm -hmm. when people got involved with it of course people don't look at it as a cult they look at it oh well this is you know this is a new new age way of thinking and this is a, you know, way of enlightenment and this is a way of discovery, you know, self-discovery, right? But people get wrapped up into this for decades mm-hmm. and, uh, then they realize that, uh, behind the scenes, it all boils down to the, um, the enrichment of the, uh, head guy, right? Being, this Keith right. and, um, well, anyway, long story short. This, this Keith and this, uh, what was her name? Is she, yeah, I can't remember. I should have been more prepared, but he, he and his, uh, his partner there, uh, they, the, the thing that makes me, um, amazed about this is the millions and millions of dollars. Oh, hundreds of millions of dollars that this, that this organization was able to make by appealing to people that are very very wealthy nancy salzman yeah that's her nancy nancy salzman and um they appeal to people who are very wealthy uh the two sisters from the seagrams yeah, the uh, Bronf, Bronf, bronfman sisters yeah they're they're the heirs to the seagrams uh fortune mm-hmm. and they literally help fund this thing as well as other people but they they brought their financial power to this organization and bought into it hook line and sinker and and basically uh turned over millions and millions and millions of dollars to this organization 65 million yeah i mean phil collins could have been a part of this and still been money ahead yeah exactly phil should have joined this instead of joining up with that chick <laughs> But here, here's the thing, uh, what, what this whole documentary was about and, and this, and I want to get your take on all this. Sure. When, when the, when the main characters of this organization, uh, this, um, uh, what's his name? Um, the photographer guy. Yeah. 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 What's his name? Mark, 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 something Mark and, and his wife and the, the dark haired girl. Uh, what India or, or there's so many characters in it. Let's see. Let's find these people's names. N X I V M Mark, Mark Vicente. Uh-huh. Now this guy, this guy was a documentarian. He, he originally came from, he was from like, uh, North Africa or something. Yeah. That's where he came from or that's where his family was from. But you know, he's just, I think he was like, a his parents I think we're American and he was born over in Africa. I guess his parents were over there right. or something. 
and he was a documentarian. And so he had, he was a uh, independent uh, filmmaker Mm -hmm. and he figured into this organization because he was sort of their, um, uh, marketing guy. Right. And he, and he filmed a lot of their commercials and their infomercials and their, you know, product videos. Exactly. So, so he got entangled with them. Mm -hmm. Then he brought his friend in with the, the dark haired girl. Sarah Edmondson. Yeah. So he brought her into the fold. Yep. And the way that this organization works, it's, it's a multi-level organization that you start in at the very, very bottom. And if you become a um, member of this organization, you could work your way up to become one of the, uh, uh, what do you want to, the higher ups. Yeah. The, the, what were they called? The, the circle or something. <laughs> yeah. They, they, uh, they, they had different levels, mm-hmm. much like, much like Scientology. They had a lot of different levels that you could work your way up the ladder mm-hmm. and they had a weird, um, merit system to where you could work your way up. And every time you, it was kind of like in karate, right? You start off with, I, I guess like a white belt and then you get a, a yellow belt or a green belt or a black belt or whatever, right. and all the different belt colors. Well, they use sashes yeah, to, to indicate your level in, in mm-hmm. the organization. So they, they would wear these sashes around their neck. And the color and the stripes on the sashes indicated your, your rank. Right. And, uh, that's what they worked for. Mm-hmm. And they became what a prodigy and all these different levels. And if you got to the top rank, I guess, if you wore a green sash, you were like at the top of the top. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or what, what did Ranieri wear? He wore a white sash, didn't he? Because he was the ultimate top. Right. He was the vanguard, so he got to wear the white sash. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, you know, again, it, this they they were so cunning as to um, be able to fool a lot of people to join this organization and and suck them in and uh, basically make slaves out of them. Made slaves out of them, sucked them dry financially, dude. Were you not just horrified when you heard? I, I, I mean, the Brothman girls that gave up the sixty-five million, Bronfman girls. Fair enough, but they got that kind of money to burn. Mm-hmm. For them, I, I mean, sixty-five million is a lot of money. I don't care who you are, but still, that didn't bankrupt the family. No, not at all. That, that was just their, that was just their spending money. Yeah, that was their throw-around money. The lady, and I forget what her name was. Yeah, the, the blonde girl. Not, not, not her, not, not the one from dynasty, the other lady. No, no, no. I'm talking about the one that was involved with Ranieri. She literally made millions on her own. Yeah, the one, the one that was a publicist for yeah, yeah, yeah. a publicity firm that made eight figures a year and she sold it, gave all the money to Ranieri and then became his publicist. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Why, why would, why could you? what possible reason could you have to need to follow somebody else when you're making eight figures a year? What, what could lead you down that path? Well, again, these people, they're, they're led to believe that they're not living the life that they could have, or they're not, they don't know 
personal happiness. You know, Mm -hmm. you have all the money in the world or be as successful as could be, but you're missing something, you know, You're, you're missing enlightenment and you're missing you know, real joy and real happiness in this right. like, Ranieri, he was going to show you the way mm-hmm. he was like the Leah Pluridon. Yeah. He has shown us the way. <laughs> well, he might as well have been that because those, it, it would not have shocked me at all. If those people would have woken up with a missing kidney and the other one would say, he didn't say anything. <laughs> 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 little, little bit of, of, uh, charlie the unicorn humor if you aren't aware but but anyway here's the thing and this is this again this is what always amazed me about this Mm -hmm. where in the hell does all this footage come from well in this one i get where all the footage came from because that mark guy was a documentarian and then there's another see here's you We'll talk about this one, but there's actually another documentary out as well called Seduced Inside the Nexium Cult. That's yeah, I saw, right yeah I saw the um I saw the preview. Yeah, I watched that one too. It's on um it's on stars. Mm-hmm. And if you combine the two things, then it really makes a lot of sense. The reason there was so much footage was because Ranieri thought that every word he said was gold. And so he had this Vicente guy following him around all the time, video shooting him. Yeah, but there was somebody videoing Vicente videoing Ranieri. Yeah. <laughs> so there was this there was cameras rolling, whether it was actual camera or video footage or somebody using a cell phone. I mean, there there's video of this Ranieri guy playing volleyball. And sitting in his little circles there and yip yapping with the people who, Mm -hmm. you know, came this. And there's even footage of him, like, walking out of the bedroom and walking down the hallway to the living room. You know, it's just like, wait a minute. Somebody's in your house filming you all the time. Yeah. Even if you're just walking down the hallway or making a sandwich in the, in the, you know, in the kitchen. Sure. No, but but that's what this that's what this guy was doing, and that's why they had so much footage after he left the cult of all those people that were trying to break him down because this guy just doesn't know anything else except running his fucking camera. Yeah, because they had, dude, that was the part that creeped me out was every fucking phone call and everything they had video. Of. Yeah, I know, and that's the thing. And you know, here here's the thing: who had the presence of mind to have to document uh, leaving the cult? And, yeah. and then zone, well, I'm leaving the cult. I, I got a camera crew and we're going to document three years of working to take this guy down. Yeah. Well, who knows? But I mean, they are TV people, so they think that they're fucking so important that they need to film everything. I know. But, but how is it that they were able to have a, a camera person in everybody's car while they were taking phone yeah. calls and everybody's house when they were on the internet and, you know. Yeah, dude, it's ridiculous the amount of footage they had. There's no question about that. It was ridiculous. And and I was blown away by how these people that come from such wealth were so stupid. And I guess wealth does not at all equate to intelligence. No, absolutely not. Man, oh, man. I mean, all these people were successful. These were 
maybe I'm maybe I just don't understand success because to me, if I was super successful, the last thing I'd be looking to is somebody else to tell me that I'm not. <laughs> I agree. And and everyone, I mean, the one lady was the star of Dynasty. That was a big show back in the day, and I looked her up. She's done like 900 other fucking projects. Right. So she's been a steady worker in Hollywood for. 35 years or whatever. Well, well, look at, look at a guy like a John Travolta or, or look at the, look at that. Uh, what was her, what's her name? Leah Remy. Yeah. Leah Re- Remini. Yeah. Yeah. She, she left the Scientology, but, uh, John Travolta, he's like a staunch Scientologist guy. And mm-hmm. who else is another guy in Hollywood? That's really into science. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. That's the other one I was thinking of. Yeah. But, but these guys are, you know, Tom Cruise, of course, he's like one of the biggest actors in the last three decades. Yeah. And, uh, he's a hardcore Scientologist guy, successful, obviously able to make a lot of money, has the fame, has wealth, all this, but he's like into the whole Scientology thing. Madonna's another one with the Kabbalah. Exactly. Madonna. I mean, does, I don't think Madonna has any problems fucking finding her next meal, even though she looks like she can't find it, but. (laughs) You know, I, I mean, I think she has enough money and yet she gets sucked into this bullshit too. You know, I, it, dude, it's, it just is amazing to me. All these people were successful. The Bronfenses, the Bronfman or whatever their name was, the sisters, they all had a fucking shit ton of money. The, the Oxenberg lady and you know, the, the mother, she had a ton of money. The, the, the video guy, Vicente, he had a ton of money. And, and I'll say this about Ranieri. Yeah. Cult leader. This fucking guy was smart. He was smarter than most of the other cult leaders because he didn't put himself on anything. Well, I, I'm glad you brought that up because I actually have thoughts on that as well. All right, go ahead. I mean, when they started breaking down that the IRS came after him and all this shit and they couldn't get, they couldn't get Ranieri because he wasn't on the articles of incorporation and he wasn't on the board and he wasn't, he was what a consultant or something. Well, they, they didn't even mention that all, all they asked him, you know, the people who had to testify, it's just like, well, what is he? Is he a, an employee? Is he on the board? Is he on the payroll? And all they could say was he's Vanguard. Yeah. He's Vanguard. Whatever that means. Yeah. <laughs> mean, absolutely nothing, but see, I'm glad you brought that up because I was actually thinking about that just prior to the show. Yeah. He learned his lesson when he was in that multi-level marketing company, uh, back in the eighties, right. That, you know, when they ran into problems, you know, they were coming after him Mm -hmm. and he used the same skills of that multi-level marketing as he did in this, this, uh, what's the company called again? Nexium. Nexium. Mm -hmm. But he learned his lesson and said, fuck that. I'm yeah. and and he did basically what the mob does. Remember in good or not good fellas, but casino. Mm-hmm. The 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 mob was receiving the the proceeds from the casino, even though they were the ones you know funding all this and getting right. the, the proceeds. But that they had that uh, that that green the car salesman guy, guy yeah, yeah, the green, green. guy. Yeah. He was the he was the guy with his name on everything. Mm-hmm. And then, and then they had that other lady that was a secret partner. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. It took a bullet from Pesci. Exactly. So, so, you know, the mob didn't have their fingerprints on anything where the casino was concerned, but they, you know, received the proceeds from it. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and he did the same thing. It's just like, he was, you know, um, benefiting from this thing, but, but he had no, um, record of being involved in it in any way. Yeah. Well, dude, it's like at the end of Goodfellas, I never voted. I never registered my car. I never paid taxes. I never did. You know, <laughs> it was easy. Remember that part where he's like, it was easy for me to disappear. I never did any of this shit. Yeah, I, I didn't put my fingerprint on anything. Yeah. <laughs> Hail and kill call. You're on the air. Hail and kill. I have two questions. Is it related to what we're talking about? Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, one, one definitely is. Okay. Okay, what do Scientology? This is um, theology with the CMS. What do Scientologists believe? They believe in the teachings of um, L. Ron Hubbard. Ron Hubbard, yeah. They 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 believe what, in the teachings what, of of a guy. That's what, basically what it. basically what it is 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 it's a level it's a level of uh, involvement with a, a cult. As you, as you basically, it's an, it's another money thing. Uh, a lot of the wealthier people, uh, who join this because they, being that this thing is, um, based out in Hollywood, their, their big church or their temple or whatever you want to call it, their building is out there in Hollywood. They appeal to these Hollywood types that have a lot of money and they give them certain status and certain rank within the church. And it's sort of like a, I don't know what you want to call it. It's a status thing, I guess. But if mm-hmm. you're a guy like yourself or myself, we just walk in on the street. You're just one of the peasants. Right. So do they all like believe that they're gods or something? Yeah, exactly. As you, as you raise through the ranks, somehow you become a deity, I guess. Yeah, well, you're enlightened. Um, well, you're enlightened now. You're you're an enlightened being, and you 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 know, you, you're uh, you're a gift to the world, I guess. <laughs> the only the only thing I've ever been a god of is my genitals. <laughs> you're the master of your dick, huh, huh Tim? <laughs> Pretty much. Um, the the other question I have is. Why do I keep hearing in Australia, and you'll be able to answer me this because you're much closer to the action than we are, although I do I do watch the news, but I, I believe a lot of the news that we're getting is fake news too. Why do all the um, people in the in news always tend to say that Donald Trump is behind in the polls? What's really going on? Well, the reason is, is they're trying to dispirit people from voting. It's just like, oh, it's a lost cause. Forget it. I'm, it doesn't matter if I vote or not. He's going to lose anyway. It, it's just a way to try to dispirit you from going out and voting. And that's the whole thing. It's don't listen to the news. Don't listen to the polls. Just go out there and vote. Don't don't go. Well, you know, I'm just going to throw away my vote because it's not going to count because he's behind and he's going to lose. Donald Trump is so far ahead in the polls. They don't want to even they don't even want to admit it. He's pulling campaign. He's pulling campaign money out of battleground states like Ohio and Florida because he's so far ahead in those battleground states. He doesn't need to spend any more uh, campaign money in there. And is it is it true that Biden only has like 
30 people turning up for his rally. Yes. Yes. I watched a campaign rally on uh, Trump. I think it was on Tuesday. He was out in Omaha, Nebraska, out in the middle of pig country. There were 29,000 people waiting out in 32 degree weather at eight o'clock at night. Yep. Yeah. Well, this is, this is why I tune into the CMS to get educated. Uh, yeah. Well, we're the, we're we're the smart ones, Tim. I reckon, uh, I reckon our, our prime minister who is unbelievably awesome would get on very well with Donald Trump. Hail and kill. All right. There goes Tim. All right, Tim. Thanks for taking us off of the call. But anyway, getting back to the whole, um, the thing that you were, you know, you brought up about him being smart enough to have his, not have his name or association with anything. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you that when that multi-level marketing thing that he was involved with collapsed, it was just like, well, this, this program works. I can get people to join, but there's no way in hell I'm putting my fingerprints on this. I'll take, let someone else take the fall. Right. And that's what he did. Mm-hmm. And I, and I saw that, uh, from, you know, because obviously his multi-level marketing scheme, uh, went, went belly up and a lot of people were owed a lot of money. Right. And it was just like, yeah, screw that. I, that, that was, that was a lesson learned. Sure. So, uh, anyway, um, the one thing that I wanted to get to re- regarding this people following blindly and, you know, believing in this, mm-hmm. listening to the conversations that these people had among themselves. Yeah. I don't relate to any one of those people. (laughs) I listen to their conversations and I sit there and go, where are you fucking people from? Who talks like that? Who who has these conversations? Like the, when the ones that they have, it means nothing. Mm -hmm. They throw a lot of, they throw a lot of gibberish words around that, that really mean nothing. And it's just like, does this make you smart or does this make you seem like you're, you're so much above everybody else in intelligence or something? Because what you're talking about, you saw, you sound insane. <laughs> Come on, really? You didn't think that they, you didn't think their round table discussions were, were highly educated and smart. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. I'm like going, who, who talks this way? See, I'm not going to lie here. And this is, this is going to make me sound like a kook too, but so be it. After watching so much of that footage, and thank God there was like 10 hours of footage to where you could really get a feel for what Ranieri was doing. I get it. I get how, I don't get how the guys got sucked into it, but I certainly get how the women got sucked into it. This guy was a master, a master at saying the right things and then twisting it. This is a guy that no matter what he looked like, if he gained 300 pounds would still get pussy all the time. And I'll tell you why, because he was a master at talking and and, and I ain't gonna lie watching. And I need to stop saying that, but, um, watching some of his discussions, I was like, yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree with that point. I agree with that point. And then he would throw the twist. And it was like, wow, that's where he got these chicks. Like when he was talking to the chicks about, um, about their place and that they, you know, that they, 
the the whole conversation that was that actually led to the to the branding and all that stuff when he was when he had them join what was it sop yeah something like that he had them join sop light or whatever it was which was where the women could get the perspective of the guys and he started talking about how the guys feel and how the guys feel and i could see the women were kind of following along and getting in with that and then he just twisted it suddenly into and that's why you shouldn't do this and it was like it was his total he got him he got him it's it's in in sales pitch it's called yes 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 pitch where you get them saying yes you get them saying yes you get them saying yes and then when you throw the no question out they feel like they can't say no you know that's what they teach you when they teach you how to do how to do sales yeah it's it's almost like you're you're drawing them in you're conditioning yeah. them mm-hmm. and that's what he did he would lead them in by using some truths and and exposing some truths that maybe people don't otherwise say but then he would throw the twist in there and and was like and that's why you should mark yourself for me and that's why you should you know yeah. you know that's why you should be subservient to your man and that's why you should give him sex every day that he wants it and that's why you should you know not try to be more successful than him all the shit that he was saying was crazy but the way he positioned it was so well done that i got why so many of the women got sucked into that shit yeah well the the ultimate thing here and we haven't touched on this is that he basically became uh you know he basically had his pick of the women of the litter to have sex with yeah and and you know that basically boils down to any of these cult people i i believe uh david koresh had his you know at his stable of women and mm-hmm. I think, uh, Jim Jones was the same way. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't know about that, that white haired guy that can't think of his name who was out there out in the West, but, uh, you know, he basically manipulated these women to be his stable. Right. And, uh, he was, he had his like pick of 10 and 12 women, I guess at some point, and they were part of the secret society or the secret, uh, you know, what was it? Slave over master or master over slave or something like that. Yeah. Master over slave or whatever. Something like that. And, um, basically these women actually took a brand. They, They were branded with a hot branding iron that, that basically they were, um, you know, led to believe it was like some kind of an earth sign. The mountains with the, the sky and the, the, sky <laughs> and the river. But if you turned it sideways, it was his initials. Yeah, I was like, you dummies. <laughs> By the way, the guy in Oregon, his name was Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh. Yeah, that, that was him. The Bhagwan. The Bhagwan. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, they were so stupid with the branding. And, and I, I loved how they had the one girl, that Sarah girl. And she was like. She's like, well, yeah, I just thought it was, you know, part of the thing. And, you know, and I was, I was loyal. And I, I mean, when I was listening to them and they started talking about, well, you know, we took all these fucking weird naked photos of us, you know, fucking and all this other well, stuff. Yeah, it was the collateral. Yeah. The collateral. Yeah. They had to give up incriminating like information about their families and shit. <laughs> and they just willingly did it. Yeah. Well, to be a part of this secret society or this secret group, 
Yeah. You have to give up something that uh, you don't want anyone else to know. And if you ever break the secret or the pact, we're going to yeah. let everybody know. So yeah. who was that one girl? I think she was like a black girl. She, she became the slave to one of the other ones. And she said that she gave up all her passwords to all her social media and, yeah. all, and, and her passwords to like her bank account and yeah. all this other stuff. And they bled her completely dry. Yeah. And not only that, uh, they, people were like signing over their mortgages and signing yeah. over their, you know, okay. You know, I don't, I, you know, I don't want to break the pack. So you know, I'm, I'm making you a signer on my bank account or I'm, I'm giving you the passwords to my, um, you know, social media. Mm -hmm. It's like, what the fuck? I did. It, it was insanity. How these, how this happened. It just, to me, it was insanity. Yeah. Who, who needs or wants something that bad? And they put that much kind of trust in other people. Dude, would you ever trust anybody? With your, with your banking information. No, you know what? When I was married, oh, so many years ago, mm -hmm. I had a separate bank account from my, my then wife and, and, uh, and she had zero access to it. Yeah. Zero. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's insane. I, I mean, these guys, and these were people of wealth. These were people that actually did have a lot to lose and did. These guys just got fucked. None of yeah. them walked away with anything. You know, I mean, honestly, the only one that walked away with anything was that um, Kate or Catherine Oxenberg. And that's only because she wasn't in for very long. Right. Well, here, here's the thing. This is this is uh, this cult mm -hmm. where, where people decided to leave. Yeah. Because this, this, uh, Keith Raniere was so well funded with, with these rich people's money. Mm -hmm. he, there was one, one part in a documentary series that if somebody slighted this Keith Raniere or they left and he didn't like the fact that they leave, they said that he would spend $5 million on yeah. lawsuits just to teach you a lesson, mm -hmm. just to, you know, just out of spite. Yeah. It's like, you're not leaving my organization. I'll tell you when you can leave, Yeah, exactly. you know, but th this is the whole hotel California thing. It's just like, you can check out anytime you want, but you can never leave. Right. Exactly. You know, and if somebody decided, Hey, I I'm not down with this anymore. I'm out of here. Yeah, no, like, you're not. Where, where do you think you're going? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was crazy. So there were people that, that went bankrupt. Mm-hmm. Uh, fighting this guy just because they wanted to leave. Well, they said the one that the one that tried to leave, they filed 85 lawsuits against him. Yeah. <laughs> 85. 85 lawsuits. And she's the one that won. Yeah, she won. But yeah, she, she basically went, you know, she went bare bones. Yeah. And, uh, she, what she had to fight this for like close to three years. Yeah. She fought for several years to, to win. Yeah. And, and she was like a weekend DJ or something just to make a couple of dollars to have some food on the table. Yeah. Where at one point she was a millionaire. Yeah. It, it was insanity. It was absolutely insane, dude. But did you not find it interesting too, that this was the one guy that did not really incorporate religion into this shit? Well, he was the religion. Yeah, I guess. But I, I mean, most of these, most of these cults, 
kind of wedge God or some God as, as the, well, you're doing it for God, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm a disciple of God or I'm a speaker. Yeah, well, true, God. true. But, but he, he looked at himself as being the, the deity. Yeah. So he was the God. He was the Vanguard. He was the Vanguard. That's right. You know, which, which was very weird because I, didn't they say that they took, he took his name from a video game. Yeah. It was a video game that he had in his, <laughs> in his um, basement or something. Yeah, He's the Vanguard. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's ridiculous, man. Yeah. So no, he didn't have to incorporate religion into it at all because he was the religion. Yeah. He, he's like the L Ron Hubbard. Mm-hmm. You know, L Ron Hubbard didn't incorporate religion into their belief he is the religion right but he actually and this is another way that i could see this guy getting over was he was kind of dirty too so it wasn't this clean cut image thing like where he had like the sex party where the you know the the guy had the dildo walking around dirty and shit you know he was kind of dirty which kind of was like okay well this could be fun you know there's some fun involved in this and it's not all, you know, religious kookery where you're, you know, going out to the park and then you're going to do a Bible reading or some shit. Right. right. Well, the other thing that got me is sitting there watching and listening to the, his little circle jerk there where he's Mm -hmm. there within the, you know, his drum circle yeah, and, and basically pontificate and, you know, he would sit there and say something and these people would laugh hysterically. Like he was like really funny. Oh yeah. And I, and I'm go, what, what was so funny? I don't, why are you laughing? Mm-hmm. It's like you people just have zero sense of r- real reality. If well, you, that, if you think that's funny, what this guy said, yeah. it's like, that's not funny at all. Well, didn't they say that, that, you know, they had those meetings just to please Vanguard. Yeah. And they had those where everybody was required to be there <laughs> for the purpose of entertaining. Van- Remember they said they had, they brought in all the people from the chapters all over the country to sing and dance for Vanguard. Right. And and they would all do their little fucking routines for Vanguard. And he would sit there and go, bravo children. Yeah. Was that, was that V week? Yeah, V week. Yeah, V week. <laughs> how how I guess if you're in it, maybe you don't see it. I don't know. But man, oh man, watching it as an outsider, it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, just just the fact that they're putting on these little skits and plays and you know, doing these activities, these group activities. Mm-hmm. I, I've never been a joiner ever. Yeah. Well, even as a kid, I was never a joiner. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I remember this, this was the same week that Nixon resigned. What was in 1974? It was August 74. Right. Uh, I went to a Bible camp or a, a you know, a summer camp for a week. Mm-hmm. It was the most miserable week I ever had. <laughs> it was just like, this is not my kind of thing. You know, group activities, all the group activities, everything was a group, you know, we're, we're going to go canoeing together and we're all going to play baseball together and we're all going to go hiking together. And it's just like, dude, I am out of here. But before we start this activity, everybody hold hands and bow your head in prayer. Exactly. And it was just like, (laughs) this is just not my thing. (laughs) And I never went again. 
It's like, oh, fuck this. <laughs> you know, my sisters were into it. They were just like, oh, man, you got to you can't wait to go to this this summer camp thing, you know, and thank God it was only a week. Right. Because I was there and I was just like, man, this fucking sucks. <laughs> I hate all these people and I don't want to do these activities. And it's like, yeah, I, I could do without this. Right. It's too funny. Yeah. Just one, one week of, of summer camp. I was just like, I'm out of here. Yeah. I'm do yeah. this again. <laughs> yeah. Certainly you're not a candidate for the Nexium cult. No, I, I've always walked my own path. Sure. Always. Yeah, I, I just can't fathom the one thing that leads people to, to need, to need, whether it's people that find themselves too far integrated into religion or get themselves into these cults or anything is always poverty or it's usually poverty but this was the one guy that poverty was not the issue here well he even spread his um his teachings to mexico yeah and you don't think of mexico as being a um a um wealthy country no but, but, there, but there are people in mexico who are wealthy yeah and uh his uh you know, his organization spread to Mexico mm -hmm. and, and appealed to the very wealthy of the Mexicans. Well, the guy that led the Mexican chapter was like the son of the leader of Mexico. Yeah. He was like the, the son of the former president of Mexico or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So he, he came from another guy that came from wealth and, and, and they even dude, at one point they even identified how Ranieri was fucking these ugly chicks because they had money. Yeah. He was like, fuck, you know, they, they said about the one, the, the main one, I think was the one that, that Ratsman, Susan yeah. Ratsman, she was ratty looking, but she had coins. So he, so he banged her out to get her to pull him closer. And so she'd give up all her cash yeah. <laughs> and they just blindly went for it. it. That, that documentary was nuts. Yeah, it it is. Well, it's kind of convinced me that I, I am. I am really going to explore in the new year, uh, getting into being a, a, a life coach. <laughs> seriously, if there are people out there that are that lost and that floundering and they have coin, I'll be glad to be a life coach. I'll teach you. I'll take your money. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do a Skype call with you for an hour, uh, you know, a hour or two a week and, you know, say, so what, what are you doing today? Well, let me, let me tell you what I was doing. Well, let me tell you where you went wrong. Yeah. Now that'll be, uh, you know, $200 for my session today. Right. <laughs> it's $200 well spent when you could have blown $5,000 on a poor choice. Yeah. So think of yourself as you just saved $4,800. That's right. And you should come back for more sessions to. Yeah. So I'll talk to you on Thursday. That's right. <laughs> That's funny. Mm-hmm. And then you probably find you probably find clients, dude. I, I guarantee you I would. Dude, look at how many fucking shrinks have people fucking falling out their doors. Especially you ought to get into it now while people are all depressed and shit. Well, that's kind of what I'm thinking. COVID and whatever. You gotta, you gotta figure out uh, how to appeal to the people that are lost but have money. Yeah. I'll be I'll be glad to be their guide. Dude, a fucking one page website, a a, a Skype connection or a Zoom connection and uh mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and a way to pay and you're there. Yeah. I got, I, got, I got longer hair like Jesus. Yeah, there you go. I got the goatee like Jesus. 
<laughs> I could, you know, be a cult leader too, or, you know, at least a, a, a you know, some kind of a life coach leader. Yeah. Wendell Ranieri. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, anyway, if you have HBO go, uh, you can watch all nine episodes of the vow. Yeah on hbo but uh it's it's a good nine at least a nine hour watch yeah. and uh man i'm telling you you know just just how easily these people were led yeah and then there's three more hours if you don't get enough on um stars with they with that other one seduced which is another one that one you need to see that one too dude because that, uh, that one is told by the daughter that the girl from dynasty was trying to get out oh uh india oxenberg yeah you know that one is made by india oxenberg so it it tells the story and, and it kind of it kind of spells out the other side that they were talking about in the hbo one mm -hmm. you know they kept saying the mother kept trying to get the daughter and the daughter wasn't listening and blah 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 well they asked the daughter all those questions and she answers all the questions about you know, what she thought when she heard about her daughter and saw her daughter or saw her mom taking her to court and saying things on TV and stuff about the, about the cult. <laughs> it, it, it's fascinating. I, I can't get enough of this Nexium cult. Now I'm all in. I'm hoping there's another documentary on something else. Step it up. Showtime. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's pretty interesting. So if you like that kind of stuff, it, it draws you in definitely. Oh, it does. I, I do think if I had to say one thing, I will say that that fucking, it was a bit long. They probably could have cut it down a little bit. I think to maybe five episodes instead of nine, nine seemed excessive. Didn't, didn't you think? Yeah, it was long. I mean, it definitely was long, but, but it gave everybody who's one of the characters uh in this thing uh a chance to elaborate about their background and where right. they're from and how they got involved and mm. you know uh their perspective of you know where where things went wrong right you know what i didn't like too about this documentary and i and i know i'm nitpicking here i'm nitpicking about i didn't enjoy people's personal hell as much as i could have but <laughs> But I didn't like how they ended it. I would have liked to seen more about Ranieri getting arrested and, you know, the, the court case. And wouldn't you? Of like, yeah, I, I would definitely. Well, maybe, maybe they'll have a season two. I don't know. Maybe. But didn't you think they ended it awful quick? It was like, they're going through it. They're going through it. Then they get the phone call. Oh, Keith's been arrested. Yay. Great. And he's in jail. Yeah. End of, end of documentary. I was like, eh, that ending stinks. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe there'll be more, maybe there'll be a follow-up or something. Who knows? Like that Netflix thing, the, what, what's the murderer one to, to kill a murderer? Oh yeah. Yeah. The, the make the making of a murderer. Yeah. Maybe it'll be like that season two, season three. Maybe. Could be. I'd like to see more about the girl from Smallville, the actress girl that, that was involved too. Oh, yeah, I yeah. Allison Mack. I didn't quite understand her involvement, even after watching all of that. I understood she was higher up and that she was like the one in charge of getting the younger girls because she looked younger. But wasn't that kind of weird shit, too, when they started with the master slave shit and they were like texting back and forth? Master, can I eat? Yeah, may I have calories? A handful, maybe I have a handful of cereal. Yeah, it's 31 calories. 
<laughs> you know, that shit was fucking weird. I was like, Phew. how do you not look at your own self and go, what the fuck am I doing? Well, again, it's the whole obedience thing. Yeah. It's the discipline and the d- obedience. And, you know, I'm, I'm doing something that's, uh, against my nature, but, uh, I'm being obedient and following. Right. Yeah. It was, it, it just, the whole thing, I, I think because it, it just seems so absurd to me is, is why, why the whole thing was so interesting to me it was because it just so absurd and perverse. Well, you know, somebody like yourself or like myself who, you know, we always made our own way in the world. Mm-hmm. We, we would never allow ourselves to fall prey to something like that. Exactly. And you, and of course, you know, you're left thinking, what the hell are these people thinking or yeah. not thinking? Yeah. Not thinking, you know, and it, it's crazy, dude. I mean, everybody, I think everybody at some point tries something. Like, you know, I, I think I've talked about it before where I tried the quick start thing. I tried it with you. Yeah, I did. I, I only lasted a couple of months on that. Yeah, I, I only lasted a couple of months too, because it just was stupid. Yeah. It was like, what, why am I doing this? Why am I buying fucking $14 shampoo bottles to fucking feed this other guy? Fuck that. That's dumb. Well, <laughs> yeah, again, you know, the, the thing is, is you're supposed to work past that and get to the point where people are buying the 14 bottle dollar bottles from you. Yeah. But it was just so stupid that it was like, eh, this is dumb. Mom. Yeah, I agree. Well, I agree. But you know, people, people look at it as a, as a goal or, or, you know, Hey, I'm going to make it, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to be one of those guys walking across the stage. Exactly. Getting back from my, from my big fancy trip that I took after I made my first million after I became a diamond member, man. Exactly. <laughs> but you know, but that, that kind of goal oriented stuff, uh, appeals to some people, right? Instead of having your own personal goals to where you enrich yourself, it's just like, Oh man, they set these, uh, challenges for me and I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to prove something to the world. Yep. And when people just don't realize, especially here in the U S you have that power all on your own. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, they, no, they need guys like, like Keith Ranieri to, to fucking show well, them. The well, they, they, need, they need to be, they need to be, uh, endorsed and they need to be, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking they for? They need to be led. That's well, they need to be led, but they, but they also need to be validated. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Mm, good, good documentary though. Yep. I thought so. All right. Well, since you, uh, threw the word, the cult around a few times, all right, I'm going to play some cult. All right. I'm going to play some Phoenix, like a Phoenix from the ashes. Sure. Rising up. That's right. (laughs) All right. Well, here's the cult exclusively here on your classic metal show. 